Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. 1124 Gresham Keefe. It is a what if Wednesday, but there's never anything up for question when Rob Bradford of WEEI.com joins us. The Midweek Clubhouse Report with Bradford brought to you by McFarlane Energy, Greater Boston, and Cape Cod's choice for dependable heating and cooling solutions at McFarlaneEnergy.com. Bradford also joins us on Twitch where Keefe, we can't figure out whether Rob has just a, an enormous house. That every time he joins us, he's got a different camera angle, or if it's some sort of like magical trick that he's just (laughs) making us think he has this gigantic palatial estate. He's now sitting in the recliner that he farts in whenever he gets to watch a Red Sox game at home. Freaking us uh, out, Bradford. Well, you know, listen, when Clint Eastwood was in his cell block, you know, he made it seem like it was actually a big play. So, if, so you have a great director is what, what you're saying. <laughs> I do. I do. What I want to do here, what I want to do today. Uh, yeah. by, by the way, Rich, how did you spend your $20 in Bitcoin that I gave you for, uh, for employees? Just rolling it over. Roll it uh, over for oh, more. Oh, good, yeah, good, yeah. good yep. move. It's an investment on my end. Uh, there's, I yeah. mean, there's, it, crypto is a very, very secure investment. Uh-huh. There's no I love question it. about it. Wait a minute, I keep you, checking it every minute. I was just going to say, Bradfoe's giving you crypto. Yes, meme. I, was, uh, I won the media star last week. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. For my blue right. chips reference. Yeah, exactly. Oh, very good. Tony, Tony from blue chips. Tony and blue chips. I was going to say, there's a bunch of... Uh, Tony, how do you feel TV? It's not just watching the tube, coach. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bunch of high school seniors that Rob's got working on these podcasts that he does. We'd love to have some Bitcoin. Listen, we were just bought out, so it's big, big doing. Oh, I'm sure. Well, uh, how about this nugget, Bradfoe? The Red Sox have scored the most runs in the American League, 251, since the beginning of May. They're 29-18 and record over that span, which is really good. But it trails the Yankees and the Astros. So I guess I in part asked this question, Rob. I wonder if for some people it doesn't feel like the Red Sox are playing great because if you just look in the standings and you see they're 13 games back, the Red Sox are playing a very good brand of baseball. It's just that the Yankees are otherworldly right now. Well, first of all, if there wasn't for Twitch, I would think that that was all off the top of your head. But uh, instead, <laughs> I saw you you saw you burying your eyes. No question. <laughs> um, but... They are. Here's the thing. Forget about the Yankees. Forget about the Yankees. It's not happening. The Yankees are a juggernaut. Does that mean they're going to win the World Series? No, it does not. What this means with this Red Sox team, all the numbers that you just threw out there, is that they figured this out. As we sit here right now, they can actually win the World Series. That is a fact. They are good enough to do that. They, yeah, sure. The Yankees are rolling. Yeah, they got off to a bad. Red Sox got off to a bad start, and you're way, way behind. But if you look at the team that you have right now with the Red Sox, you can make a case that it's a really good team that can beat a lot of really good teams. And so uh, all the numbers there support that. So I would just do this for everybody. I'm going to do everybody a favor. Do not look at the Yankees. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. They, they, they won the division. It's over. But still, that doesn't – I don't know if you know this. Science would suggest that you can still make the wild card, as they did last year, and make a run at the thing. Science. And they passed the Rays already. They're half game behind the Blue Jays. Right? I mean, who so would have ever thought – I mean, who, again, who would have ever thought that a couple weeks ago? No, you, you certainly know? wouldn't have. And, 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 you know, and the thing is, is that the Red Sox are doing this 
with a crap load of injuries. I mean, they're still winning with a crap load of injuries. And, and yeah, it was against, it's been against Detroit, but they just beat St. Louis in the series. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I am looking forward to seeing what they do against when they actually do play the Yankees again. When they do play, they have Cleveland coming up and Toronto coming up. And, but this team right now, if you just look at the pieces and you look at what they've been doing, they're a good team. What do you think of Josh Winkowski? You had a good reminder this week that he was a part of the Andrew Benintendi trade. So oh, many of yes. us, so many of us, just looked at Franchi Cordero. I was like, "That's what you got for Benintendi." Not that Benintendi's really. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, no, he isn't. Shouldn't we be happy a, for that? <laughs> he was a big prospect and he was a big part of the World Series winning team. But still, he's gone. We've now seen Winkowski for three starts, and obviously there are some injuries and things going on with the rotation. Uh, Oakland and Detroit aren't the best teams, but he looked pretty good. What do you see for him and his future this season with the team? A, a couple of things. Number one, what a night it was for Bloom when Winkowski pitches well and Franchi gets three hits. I mean, right. put, it on, put it on the Bloom bumper stickers. Let's go. <laughs> and by the way, Benintendi actually had a couple hits that night. So everyone, right. the, the great game of baseball was a real winner that mm-hmm. night. Uh, with Winkowski, here's a little factoid about him. If talk to him, he said, if he was not a professional baseball player, he does believe that he could be a professional gamer. So he's like Whoa. basically the Bo Jackson How about that? of of something. Yes, future so, dork. Get guest. him on the dork podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh you go. want that? I can make that happen. If he's for a big you. gamer. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Halo is that a thing? Yeah. That is a so game. They, yes, it is. That, that is yeah. a game, and yeah. he does play it. <laughs> <Hashtag> dork podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but he figured things out. He basically you know to geek it up a little bit. Nice. He he. Like last year, is throwing his four-seamer. His agency actually said, hey, here's the numbers when you throw your two-seamer. You got to start doubling up on it. Well, he did double up on it. He throws a crap load of ground balls. There you go. He's really, really good. And he actually, to go back to what this team is doing, you have all these injuries. But give them some credit, man. Like, you not only have the talent of these guys coming up, but the guys have the mentality where they come up and they can actually function, which mm-hmm. we've seen that a lot. You know, it's not like, hey, go sit in the lunchroom and be by yourself and you can't talk to any of the veterans. These guys are actually being accepted. They're actually producing, and it's been huge for them. Rob Bradford, WEEI.com with Gresham Keefe. It is the Midweek Clubhouse Report with Brad Foe. Uh, I'm kind of stealing Keith's take here a little bit to ask you a question about Jaron Duran. Keith mentioned, hey, I kind of like him at the top of the lineup, hmm. to which I quipped, what will we have more of, Red Sox leadoff hitters or Ness and color analysts? But be that <laughs> as it may, Brad Foe, what do you see at the top of the lineup? I think that Manny Ramirez could do both. I think he could. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, By yeah. the way, Manny made a great crack about, oh, you hit 240 nowadays, you're a great hitter. I wonder if he was referring uh, uh, to Trevor's story. Oh, uh, I think he was referring to the entire – I mean, that's base- baseball average right now, 240 hitters. But, oh. Yeah, I mean, I could do a whole thing. Where's the Man- spider tack? Man- I could do a Man- tight five yeah, on that right, right now. Yeah, Dude, oh, should we Man- still be checking Man- hats? How about Man- we get some Man- balls out of the yard? I mean, uh, we, we need more Manny plays, more Manny. Mm-hmm. But anyway um, – you know, so I think with Duran, it's one of the things where he's 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 actually much better than he was last year. And last year, remember when he came up, he was going to be the savior. He was going to be, oh, I can't wait to see him run around the bases and steal bases and this and that. And it was a sad trombone when he was swinging at high fastballs all the live <laughs> right, long day. Right. right? So, but, it, it, you know, he's – and I heard him after the game with Will and Joe last night, and he, he reiterated something that he, has been a theme for him, which is – 
and this speaks to what we're talking about, about not going to the lunchroom and sitting in the corner. He said, I, I had to just be myself. Like last year when I came up, I was petrified. I was scared to be myself. Now I'm just playing. I'm, I'm feeling like myself. And, and, you know, it's easier said than done, but I think that this is the evolution of a guy like Jaron Duran, not only on the field but off the field. And I'm intrigued by him. Like, I, I don't think he'll – when Kike comes back, which might be a while, by the way, but when Kike comes back, he's going to play. But for the time being, it's it's fun watching Duran. Cora said Trevor Story is the best defensive second baseman in the majors. Do you, you agree with that? Ooh. I mean, can we be honest about this? Like, are we? this is like saying, uh, you know, how dare the Celtics not trade for Miles Turner. How many people watch Miles Turner play? Right. And so bear with me when I say how many people are watching every single second baseman in Major League Baseball? Well, I didn't ask some guy on the street. I asked our baseball guy. You. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> like, yeah. kidding me? That's why we have you on. Let, 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 let me tell you. They should have traded for Miles Turner. And uh, I thought they should have traded for Miles <laughs> Turner, too. <laughs> Doug McDermott could fill it up from three. They still need a shooter. Like, uh, by the way, I want a dollar for integrating Miles Turner in the conversation. It's been a while. Um, we did, we did but, weeks on Miles Turner I, in the past. I, I, I think that I think that he's definitely in the, of the second baseman that I've seen, and I've seen a lot of them. Rich, good, good, good. Uh, you have uh, a Hall of uh, Fame vote for Christ's sake. I, I would hope <laughs> to see that. <laughs> he's he's as good as Roberto Alomar. <laughs> yeah, um, right, right. No, but he he's if first of all you go to as we all do we run to defensive run saved and he's at he's a top in the American League mm-hmm. but also like you watch the eye test I said this early on which is to me like he's a really good second baseman like I I don't know if he's a really good shortstop I think he's a good shortstop but the second base position for Trevor Story I think fits like a glove and that's what it's been so mm-hmm. I think that. It, here's a better question. Is he as good a second baseman as we've seen there since Pedroia was really rolling? And I would say, absolutely. I mean, I mean, really rolling, not like yeah. injured Pedroia, but really rolling. And he was good. I mean, he was, I mean, I mean, we all know Pedroia, all the things that he did, but he was a really good defensive second baseman. Trevor's story is right there, and he can do a lot of things. And the thing that jumps out is his athleticism. He is a really good athlete. Well, do you think that some of the, I don't want to call it lack of acceptance, like the second base position overall kind of feels like it's down. You know, Twitch Chatter said second base is trash this year. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. However, because I think for a lot of us, it's Trevor's stories here because eventually Xander Bogarts is going to be gone. So it almost creates a blind spot, I think, for some people in terms of evaluating story for the job that he's doing. And when you hear all-star and he's hitting 223, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, this all doesn't compute. Yeah, I mean, we should pump the brakes on All-Star. I mean, until he gets on a little bit. If he gets on a roll between now and when they have to make the team, then fine. But the second base thing is interesting because don't forget, I mean, it wasn't too – a couple of years ago, the Brewers were running out Tra- Travis Shaw and Mike Moustakis at second base. I mean, and you know why? <laughs> you, you know why? Because <laughs> it, it, bad be, organization. No, no, because, like, you have the shift – and you have three guys over on that side. You have to basically move 10 feet to the left and mm. 10 feet to the right. Now, the difference here is that the shift is going away. You're going to have to actually play the position of second base, so it's going to be more important. And that's where Trevor's story factors in. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, it's, it's a big part of it. And we've said this about the whole story Bogarts thing before, or well, at least I have. Like, that's the infield I want to see. If you're going to allocate money and resources to something – Fine. Devers Bogart story. There's your foundation. Figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. I know it's a crap load of money, but it's worth it. 
Speaking of Devers, I feel like every week we're going to at least bring this up a little bit. Is there any way, or do you think they go back at it again this season as far as any kind of contract offer? Because what we had heard before, you know, going back a month or so ago, they weren't anywhere in the ballpark. Mm. So they wait to the end of the year knowing that they still have team control for one more season or – they try to get something done because it feels like every time you you watch this guy play, the 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 price is going up. Yeah, I I mean he never said and take it for what it is. I mean he he said he's not talking during season, but that always leads to the well. What if they come to you? What are you gonna put earmuffs on? Like what? what how's that work? Right. But but I do think that he's probably focusing. He doesn't want to talk. I think they probably want to respect that. You get to the end of the season now. Where it was uncomfortable is if they were out of it, and then what do you do? At the trade deadline, I mean, what do you, we talked about this? Is is if you're out of it or you're not, don't think you have a chance, and you have to entertain trading Devers, they're gonna be in it. They're they're good enough to do that, so you're not trading Devers. But you have to figure this out. I mean, mm. I, so to answer your question, I think they loop back and they do what they did with Mookie. I mean, I, I know that we bring up Mookie before, but they do what they did with Mookie, which is we give you what we think is gonna be close to our best offer. We get a vibe, but if you're going to be able to take it, if it's not going to work out, then we're going to deal with it. And it's unbelievable to think that they would ever deal Rafael Devers by the time you get to next year. Wow. But for business, I mean, that's sort of what you have to do, right? Well, I know Rich and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, and it feels like it's a, it's a step ahead. Like, if you're Devers, you can slow play the hell out of this. But that leads to, Rob, does what happens with Xander tie into Devers or is Devers' situation, in your opinion, just mutually exclusive to him and whatever is around him in terms of a roster isn't going to affect his decision? No, I think Devers is, just wants to be valued as one of the top ten players in baseball. And, and, and you know, I'm not saying that, hey, you know what, that's absolutely what he said. He, right, what he right. Said. But, but still, the, what he's insinuated, when he talked in spring training about – how he was like he didn't like how he was being compared by the team to other third basemen like that's not who he wants to be compared to he wants to be compared to the best players in baseball and right now he should be and so when when you ask well how is Bogart's going to impact his decision no I I think that him getting the offer that he wants is going to impact Rafael Devers he's taking that approach Xander Bogarts has taken his approach. They're two different guys. So, you know, I just think that they have to come in and say, hey, you know what, we're ready to pay you like one of the best players in baseball. I think they kind of have to, too. Like, that, just based on, again, Mookie Betts, the pending thing with Bogarts, even, again, I know Devers and what he wants is sort of independent, but I think the Red Sox, can you imagine if they let him nah. go? Well, this is, and this is the other part of the equation, is that, okay, the ownership was okay with them trading Mookie. Right. Yet, still, they were uncomfortable with it because they were giving out $9 ticket packages for college kids in the press conference right after, right? They were panicked about the, you know, the kids who all had the best jerseys. Well, what is the jerseys that kids have now? Devers and Bogarts. Mm-hmm. So does ownership, knowing that they've already done this with Mookie, does ownership take the same approach that they did with Mookie and they say, okay, do whatever you have to do, Heim, or do they step in and say, you know what? We can't do this. I mean, we got to have these foundations. That's the part that's interesting mm-hmm. to me. Interesting stuff from Rob Bradford at WEEI.com. Bradford, thanks for the time, as always. Thanks for hopping on the uh, Twitch. And, uh, by the way, uh, one of the uh, Twitch chatters said, 
baller move to have an unplugged dehumidifier behind you. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the, detail, I, the attention to detail I, by the Twitch. It's unbelievable. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to confirm or deny that I'm actually selling these dehumidifiers. You know, so side I, business. I, look for at Rob. this guy. If you out of the back of the trunk at Fenway this, Park, this, you get a couple you, of dehumidifiers. If, two for if, two for a hundred. If, if you go just to the left, you'll see about ten more of them stacked up. <laughs> oh my God! Well, you got a you got a Monet or a Manet or a Tippy Tippy Day Day painting behind you. There, you got millions of dollars just sitting in there. It calms me down. <laughs> you don't want to sit in your own boob sweat. Go back to the Greg Hill show for that one. Brad Foe, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Good right, stuff. Thank you, Rob. Uh, Brad Foe's the best. There you go.